You are listening to the Christ in All podcast, where we discuss how following Jesus Christ impacts all areas of a believer's life. Each week, we will answer questions about the Christian worldview in an effort to help both new and mature believers grow in their faith. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Christ in All podcast. My name is Matthew Smith, and with me, as always, is lead pastor Chad Hunsberger. How's it going today? Oh, I'm doing really well. Excellent. Really All well. right. We have yet another very special guest yes. with us today in the studio. We yeah. want to introduce him. Brian Crawford is here with us today. He's pastor of City Light Church in Vicksburg. And, uh, man, I've gotten to know Brian really in the last several months, I guess last four or five months, and uh, in, in somewhat in brevity, just like short uh, spurts, little phone calls here and there. Um, got introduced to him through the Mississippi Baptist Convention mm-hmm. and uh, through our, our service there and just as both of us being pastors. And uh, honestly, he, he, he shared like a devotion, quote unquote, mm-hmm. at this meeting we were having. And it was like the best sermon I heard all week. <laughs> and so I was like, man, I want to hear more from him. Yeah. So just so thankful for... Uh, Brian and his and your yeah. word, man. Just how how God is using you well. Uh, trust for His glory. Praise God. Yeah. Man. Thank you for having yeah. me. Hey, speaking Excited. of one of the best sermons I've heard all week, uh, the reason he's here with us is yeah. because of the Timothy Project Pastors Conference right. and just spoke this morning. Yeah, did an awesome job. So thank you for that word. Praise God, man. Thanks, Matthew. Absolutely. Appreciate that. All right. So uh, Chad mentioned you are the pastor of City Light Church in Vicksburg. Um, do you mind telling? All right. So just for our listener. Uh, the, the purpose of this show, or kind of our theme for today, is uh, pastoring a multicultural church or even being a member of a multicultural church. Right. And so uh, and so that describes your church. And Indeed. so if you could share Indeed. some of that with us first. Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, City Light Church is about four years old. We um, launched um, in 2017, April 2017. Mm-hmm. We started um, as a missional community slash small group slash okay. life group mm-hmm. in 2016. Um, my wife and I sold our house in the county moved into the city because we wanted to do gospel ministry in mm-hmm. the city. We wanted to see a gospel work, a multi-ethnic work in the city. Mm-hmm. So we sold our home in the county, moved into the city, and began to cast vision and, and build relationships. And And from there, we you know were able to establish a small nucleus of uh, believers and, and, and folks, some folks that had, you know, kind of distanced themselves from the mm-hmm. church. Uh, some people that were, you know, regularly devoted to the church, but were felt, felt called to a work like this, and then, and then some others that, you know, didn't didn't have relationship with yeah, Christ. Sure. Um, and so, and so, in 2016, uh, 2016, we just spent time just cultivating the heartbeat of what we were trying to do. Spent a lot of time deep diving into the nature of the church, which we believe at its heart. You know, when you look at John 17, you look at um, obviously the Book of Acts and and, and you look at Ephesians, Galatians, the nature of the church at its heart is a multi-ethnic, yeah, sure. multicultural movement. Mm-hmm. And so we spent time just really kind of deep diving that and helping people understand that so that we would have some bearings underneath us uh, when we launched into um, launched into the great ether, so to speak, yeah. in 2017. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we launched in 2017 and been running ever since. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, can you share some of the maybe like demographics of your church? Yeah, absolutely. We're about sixty forty, about sixty percent white at this point, forty percent black. It's um, it's probably a a a good resemblance of Vicksburg. Okay, okay, Um, because Vicksburg is about fifty fifty in the city. Yeah. Um, well, fifty fifty when you take the greater Vicksburg area, Warren County at large. Um, it's a little bit more um uh, minority majority or majority minority Mm -hmm. rather in um in the city. 
And then, of course, um, a little bit more majority um, context in the, in, the, in the county. But when you take it um, together, it's about 50-50 yeah, split. Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so we see about 60-40. So for our listeners who don't know this, right, they, they can't see you. Sure. So you are a, a black brother of ours. And so pastoring then with a even if it's 60-40, mm-hmm. you're saying 60% white. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so I think that's a particularly unique in some sense to that. But kind of like you said, kind of speaks to the, maybe even the intentionality of saying this Absolutely. isn't about skin tone, right? Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's much greater than that. Yeah? Absolutely. It, it's, it's, built, it's built into our, our values as a yeah, church. Sure. Awesome. Um, some of those values are very much um, speaking to the, the ideal of this multi-ethnic, multicultural mm-hmm. vision. Sure. So everything from the ground up has been intentional to try to pursue this. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we here at Colonial Heights, um, we are not quite multi-ethnic by definition of whoever. Sure, with the 80, yeah. 80%. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. So we piece. are about 15% minority, um, which in our in this setting is what some would say, like, yeah, great yeah. job. Like, yeah. there's a lot. Uh, but uh, for us, that is... It's, that is more diverse than just black white. Sure. Uh, so we are probably, uh, we probably have twelve to eighteen maybe countries mm-hmm. represented. Wow. Um, in that, so that's Hispanic, Asian, uh, not just African American, but like African. So we have some folks from Zambia and from Ghana and from uh, Kenya who, who have been Beautiful. here, and so. Those are things that, for me, on yeah. on a different like. Whereas that's something foundational for you. This church is sixty plus years old, and I walked into that. That's right, beautiful. so I'm. Uh, this summer will be three years here at the church for me, but I'm I'm walking into that. So for me, I'm I'm. There's a great excitement. I, I'm uh, uniquely, I guess, this isn't unique for everybody, but I. Uh, my, I have an adopted daughter from China, mm-hmm. and we're adopting a little boy from India along with our two biological kids. Fantastic, and so, man. Fantastic. So to have a faith family yeah. that even kind of mirrored my personal family, that's mm-hmm. some of Same, Matthew's yeah. story, too. Fantastic, yeah. My two man. kids uh, adopted them, and they are a mixed race, white and black. And uh, in, in fact, uh, just a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. we had a church picnic and my wife like made the comment of like being able to see our two kids running alongside other kids of other races and just that being just perfectly natural to them. Absolutely beautiful, yeah, just man. a great thing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So that's been beautiful. a huge piece, even even in the piece that like, uh, not not maybe this this is what it it is, right? But like realizing uh, that my daughter, her name's Lottie, that she gets to look around and see somebody else that looks like her. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and to see them worshiping and serving and caring and and I think maybe this would be another question but I feel like that's part of the reason that it it does matter it means so much it, yeah. it's just a huge difference it means so much yeah, yeah. it means so much yeah, yeah. absolutely all right absolutely. so I think we're kind of already hitting on some of the or we're going to talk about advantages and disadvantages already sure. sharing some of the advantages yeah, sure. like these are some of the great things that come about yeah, from yeah. this right um do you want to share some more of like some of those advantages and yeah, then kind of get yeah, into disadvantages yeah, too I, I, I mean there's a there's there's a lot of advantages. I, I'll key in on one. Um, the, the 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 one of the great advantages about multi ethnic multicultural churches is that it serves as such a powerful apologetic for the gospel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know when John when John seventeen Jesus prays, Father, I pray that they be one, yeah. like, as you and I are one. Um, in in order that when the world sees it, 
they'll believe that you sent me. Mm -hmm. And so it's the mm -hmm. idea that when they see this unity, when they see this unified picture, and they see pe neighbors, you know, in a community that that typically, you know, people would think don't yeah. don't uh, gather together and don't yeah. spend time together. All of a sudden, they see them gathering and spending time together, wrapped around the calls of the gospel, the calls and call of the gospel. And all of a sudden, they say, "Well, hmm, that's that's interesting. I want to yeah. learn more about yeah. how this has driven them together." And so, one of the great advantages for us is that it just serves as a unbelievable apologetic. Yeah. Um, another advantage for us um, as a church that we believe uh, multi-ethnic, multicultural ministries um, aid and help us in, in realizing is that it helps us die to ourselves. Mm. The great call of the gospel. Jesus. Jesus says, "What? Take up your cross. Come and follow yep. me. Come and die. Come mm -hmm. and die." Follow me. In other words, dying to preferences, yep. uh, dying, dying to, to partisan, partisan calves. Come and die. Mm -hmm. That has to happen yeah. Yeah. in a multi-ethnic, multicultural church. That does not always have to happen in a monocultural church hmm. because we can all bring our same culture. We can all bring our same, um, the things that we, the identity that's forged outside of the walls. Yeah. We can bring into the walls and everybody can still get along yeah. without any problems. When you start blending cultures, mm -hmm. blending experiences, mm -hmm. blending backgrounds, then in order for survival to happen, that has to die. It's not just a uh, music style, right? right? Like it's it's like the, which is a I mean, man. Yeah. Uh, the, even historically, this church had a had a challenge with the quote-unquote worship wars, right? right. Uh, lots of churches have had those uh, over the years, and sadly. But it's more than that, right? Like, Absolutely. So it's, I, I would just echo that, that that is a, a an element of dying to yourself and say this preference or the style of this or whatever isn't isn't where this at, but it's it's more than that. It's a, when you're talking about, because um, I, I think there's a difference too between multicolor mm -hmm. and multi-ethnic, multi-culture, because... Uh, even even in the same community, you, for the most part, a lot of times, culturally, it's very similar. Even if it's a black, white, Hispanic, whatever, because they've been they've grown up in the very same school system and same uh, friends and same Absolutely. all that kind of stuff. So there's there's less of that that challenge necessarily just because you're multi. Color Absolutely. doesn't mean that. Yeah. Absolutely. In fact, SimVP uh, Dahadi Lewis talks a lot about. Um, um, planning where, where it, well, in terms of urban ministry, urban churches, sure. he always talks about the ideal of um, planting where diversity and density meets, mm. right? And, and and part of City Light's heartbeat was to do a similar thing in a rural context. So Vicksburg's not a big city; mm -hmm. it's not in Atlanta, sure. you know, where the Heidi Lewis yeah, and those yeah, yeah. guys are. But at the same time, we wanted to plant where diversity and density met. And so we said, okay, we're moving out of the county because in the county the culture is pretty yeah. similar, yeah. and we're moving into this space where you got young professionals that are moving in, and at the same time you got young professionals, upper class moving in. You also got um, working class folks, mm -hmm. single moms that are still here. Yeah. And what a picture of the gospel it would be if those folks, yeah, not only not only are they coming to Jesus, but they're unifying. And they're growing together and they're learning from each other and they're sharing burdens and they're sharing strengths and weaknesses and 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 caring for one another. Mm -hmm. And so we and so the downtown area of Vicksburg has that. It has that kind of hybrid of gentrification and at the same time still the remnant of the working class that are that are still laboring in the community and love the community. And so that's kind of our heartbeat and that's our 
that's the reason for or the intentionality behind yeah. why we yeah. plan and where we plan. Yeah. I, I think you said the next question or yeah. was connected was disadvantages, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I don't know that I love that word, disadvantage. Uh, it, it's I mean I understand Maybe what you're challenges, asking. Challenges, right? Yeah. The reason, yeah. the reason, because yeah. I don't love disadvantage because we're saying if it's a disadvantage, then we then we wouldn't want it around the throne, right? Revelation yeah. seven, right? right. <laughs> well, like right. that is the goal, and so it's not a disadvantage. Challenge of it is you're mixing these cultures, yes, mixing people's wavelength. You're, you're having to die to self, and so challenge but necessary challenge that pushes the the individual to to be less individualistic and see church as the holistic piece that it is yeah we don't we still are coming to realize i think as 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 church folk um in 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 this region but also obviously in others but we're still coming to realize just how much of us we've put into the necessities mm-hmm. of worship mm-hmm. and the necessities mm-hmm. of, of church and the necessities of community. There is a lot of us, mm-hmm. and you don't realize how much of you you've put into it mm-hmm. until some uh, people from other cultures, other classes, other ethnicities begin to blend in. And when they begin to blend in, you say, oh, wait a second, this, this is something that I grew up on and I felt like it was a requirement, mm-hmm. it was a necessity, we had to do it this way, and all of a sudden they're saying that they did it a totally different way. Right. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure they love Jesus anymore because they're doing it totally right. different than what I grew yeah. up yeah. loving Jesus doing. Mm-hmm. And so you realize, you begin to realize when that when that disruption happens, all of a sudden you re- you begin to realize, oh wait a second, that's not required to love Jesus. Yeah, that's yeah. just that's just about me loving me, mm-hmm. and that's why I got this in here. Yeah. And so okay, I can I, I don't have to have that. Yeah. Or we can do that every once in a while. Okay, so I'll throw that out, and then another thing pops up. And another thing pops up. And so for City Light, that's been part of the journey and part, part of the realization for us all is realizing how much of us we brought mm-hmm. to, to the altar yeah. with us. Yeah. Um, and, so that, and so that's the, that's part of that, like you said, challenge yeah. is going through the growing pains of sure. that. Sure, that's good. Yeah. Okay, so if those are some of the challenges, I want to talk some about kind of overcoming those challenges. Like what are some of the things that you intentionally do to foster community amongst people who are coming from different backgrounds and have uh, different cultures, different ethnic- ethnicities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy for me to say. We forewarn <laughs> people that it's going to be uncomfortable. Yeah, okay. Um, I will get up on a Sunday morning. I will welcome people to our church. I will thank them for coming, and I will share our vision and our passion uh, for the gospel. And I will also say, by the way, it's okay to be uncomfortable. Yeah. There's gonna you, 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 during this worship service, you're gonna hear a song that you're probably really familiar with, and that's a song that you probably probably played in your radio. It's probably gonna be a song that you 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 say your mother song when you were a kid, and you love this song. And then you're gonna hear a song that you have never heard in your entire life, mm-hmm. and it's probably gonna be jarring. You're probably gonna say to yourself, "I don't know about that rhythm, or I don't know about those drums, or mm-hmm. I don't know about that beat, or." It just feels like they're repeating the repeating that lyric too much. They need to get on with the mm-hmm. song, and 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 it's okay to be uncomfortable yeah. because that 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 part right there is the necessary part that we all have to get to in order to forge unity. Because every because if if everybody's comfortable, then the likelihood is that we're all of the same kind. We're all mm-hmm. of the same culture. We all came from the same mm-hmm. place. In order for us to have true gospel unity forged, it's going to require some discomfort. Because that means that we're inviting people in with different stories, 
that come from different sure. backgrounds, and we're giving them a voice, and we're giving them an opportunity to worship God with their own expression as well. Yeah. And so, and so we forewarn people. Yeah. I think I think that's one of the ways so that, that you overcome. It seems like is that like an announcement at the beginning of every service every no, week? Not every service, but yeah. it's often. Oh, okay. It, it, yeah. it is very often. Yeah. Very often. One more thing too. Um, sure. We also have infused in our church a value of what we call resilient realness. It's the idea that we're going to be authentic as a church. Mm-hmm. I'm going to share with you what I feel, you know, living in, in, in this state, living in this city, living in this country, you know, as a black man, right? Mm-hmm. What the experiences that I've had, how I grew up, um, the challenges that I faced, the concerns, the burdens. I'm going to share that with you. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because I see you as my family. Mm-hmm. Um, in the same way that Jesus says, hey, who's my mother? Who's my father? You know, who's my brothers? Those that do the will of God. Yeah. But at the same time, I want you to do that as well. Why? Because I see you as family. Now, when those things begin to rub and create friction, the, the, my, my burdens, my core concerns, your burdens, your core concerns, then we need to resolve that we're not going anywhere. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where the resilience Resilient piece. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why? The same reason. Because we're family. Yeah. Chad has a great brother that I've met this week, um, Chris. Yeah. I'm sure him and Chris don't always see eye to eye. <laughs> right. But what they do not do is they say, okay, because we disagreed on this, you go your way, I'm yeah. going my way, we're out of here. No, they just say, okay, yeah, we yeah. agree to disagree. Yeah, sure. And the same thing with his wife and his children. And so if that family, blood family, can see can not see eye to eye and still forge yep. unity, how much more so can the blood family that was bought by the blood of Christ Amen. not see eye to eye and still right. forge unity? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man. I, good I, stuff. Don't, I don't why, why, I can't say anything. <laughs> yeah, what are you going to say about it's super that? super great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would say this about our church. One of the things that, that uh, you said, like, how do you get past some of those things? I think part of that is also in leadership. Mm. And we don't look past... Uh, someone just because they're in the minority group. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Like our, in our elders, uh, we have an African American brother. We have uh, one from a guy from India. Um, our deacons have mm-hmm. our, our life group leaders, uh, servants, all kind of. So, so not to just say like, um, not. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what that means other than for the for people to know this isn't. It's not just. Uh, like in ideal, it is like no. These these guys are a part of the church. These Absolutely. women are, are teaching our children. These men are leading our groups and leading us as a church. And so that's where I would say another added Absolutely. way to overcome that challenge. Absolutely, um, and to continue to to forge ahead in that. So Absolutely. yeah, it's good. All right. So uh, kind of our last question. Um, so what we mentioned this at the very beginning, like most churches in this area are just going to be predominantly one race mm-hmm. or if not a hundred percent one race. Um, if there is a church or a pastor or someone who is in that, that type of church, that kind of setting, but they're wanting to move towards multiculturalism or reaching people of other ethnicities, races, uh, what kind of uh, advice would you have for them? It's a great question, man. Um, the counsel that I give whenever, whenever someone asked, asks me that question, mm-hmm is to be a neighborhood church. Yeah. Be a neighbor be a church for your neighborhood. Sometimes your neighborhood is going to be predominantly white. Sometimes your neighborhood is going to be predominantly black. Sometimes your neighborhood is going to be working class, sometimes your neighborhood is going to be upper class. Sometimes your neighborhood is going to be a hybrid. Yeah. Be the church for the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. 
and do not do not withhold yourself from anyone within that within that yeah. three four five mile square radius. Whatever circle you're drawing, mm-hmm. do not withhold yourself from anyone. So if you draw a two square mile radius circle around your neighborhood and you say this is the community that God has called us to, then you find out who's in that community, and you say we're going to we're going to dare. We're going, we're going to take some steps, even if we don't see them yeah. in our building. We're going to take some steps to reach them. Mm-hmm. We're, going to, we're going to find out what you know that background. We're going to find out that culture, and we're going to find ways to flavor our lives, flavor our fellowship, flavor our gatherings with the expressions of the people that exist in our culture. We are missionaries. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are missionaries. Sometimes the American church gets that confused, and they think they're sending people when they think about overseas. No, we're sending people here. Mm -hmm. And so the same strategies that we would employ when we are sending people in China, sending people in India, we need to employ when we are sending people in our neighborhoods. And so so being a neighborhood church, and that will look different for everybody, which is why I don't try to apply depression and say, you got to hit this number of X amount yeah, of yeah, people, whatever and, percentage or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, no. Be the be the church in the neighborhood. When yeah, you look in that good. neighborhood and you see that percentage, then you say, okay, that's what we need to we need to figure out how to reach them. Yeah, yeah, that's good. All right, thank you for that. Awesome. Yeah, great word. Um, anything else we want to say? No, I think that's All right, awesome. Well, um, Brian, thank you so much for your time. Man, it's been thank a blessing you guys. today. Yeah, thank you guys for your hospitality. It's been fantastic this week. So, Excellent. yeah, thank you. All right, well, I think that's going to wrap up this episode of the Christ and All podcast. Uh, if you've enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media, subscribe to the podcast, give us a rating and review on your uh, podcasting app, and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Christ and All podcast, a ministry of Colonial Heights Baptist Church in Ridgeland, Mississippi. Together, we glorify God by making disciples of all nations. For more information, please visit our website at colonialheights.org.